Welcome to the One God Report podcast. This is Bill Schlegel. The title of this episode is The Mystery of the Trinity Solved. This will be part one of a two-part discussion. Trinitarian Christianity claims that the three persons in one God is a mystery that cannot be understood. Here are a couple of quotes from Trinitarians. Quote, Those who deny the Trinity place themselves outside the pale of Christian orthodoxy. Having said that, I admit that no one fully understands it. It is a mystery and a paradox. Yet, I believe it is true. Unquote. And a second declaration, quote, If this tri-personality of God is so, and without these truths one cannot be a Christian, then God must be triune, as the Athanasian Creed puts it, unity in trinity and the trinity in unity is to be worshipped. How this can be is a mystery, but it is a necessary mystery. Unquote. So, by their own admission, mystery is a defining characteristic of Trinitarianism. Before we take a closer look at the mystery of the Trinity, it's necessary to make clear the difference between the Trinity and a triad. The Trinity means three different persons in one God. A triad means three persons or things which may consistently be together or work together, but not that the three make up one being who is God. I believe the New Testament fairly consistently describes a triad, but not a trinity. The triad is God, the Father, and then the Son of God, the human Jesus, the Christ, and the Spirit of God, which is the operative power and presence of God among us. These three are a triad, sharing a unity of purpose, but not a trinity, because they are not all the same being. So, let's get to our topic. The mystery of the trinity solved. And here's how. The mystery is non-biblical. The mystery is not in the Bible. The Trinitarian claim goes something like this. The Bible says there's only one God, but the Bible also says the Father is God, the Son is God, and the Spirit is God. So God must be three in one. We are only finite human beings, so we can't really understand how God is three persons in one God. It's a mystery. The Trinitarian mystery claim is faulty, or I think we can even say it can be solved, for these two reasons. First, People like me, who believe the Father is the only true God, emphasize that God is not a man, and that who He is and what He does is absolutely beyond us, amazing, praiseworthy, and wonderful. Great are the works of Yudhevave. The heavens are the work of His hands. We do not understand how God creates a blade of grass or forms us in the womb or keeps the universe going. Such knowledge is way beyond humans. But in believing in the transcendent wisdom, power, and knowledge of God, the Bible does not require me to believe in a mysterious three-in-one paradox 
about who God is. Therefore, and most importantly, the mystery of the Trinity is solved because, and here's the second point, the claim that the triunity of God is a mystery is not in the Bible. To claim that the essential doctrinal belief about the triune nature of God is a mystery is in fact an admission that the mysterious triune nature of God is not described in the scriptures. The truth is that the Trinity is called a mystery because it is not in the Bible and contradicts much of what the Bible says. It is the very lack of a biblical declaration of the triune nature of God that creates the non-biblical declaration that the Trinity is a mystery. Can we all agree on this? There is no declaration in the Bible that the triune nature of God is a mystery. No one in the Bible declares, the Father is God, the Son is God, the Spirit is God, but God is one, so He must be three in one. We can't understand it, it's only a mystery, but we must believe it. Nobody ever says that in the scripture. It's a non-biblical claim. The mystery as regards the Trinity is not a biblical claim. And because the Bible never says that the triune personality of God is a mystery, there are therefore no attempts in the Bible to explain or defend the tri-personality of God. The Bible is totally silent about the mystery of the Trinity, not one word about it. Think about that from a historical perspective. In the context of ultra-monotheistic Hebrew scriptures and Jews, whose essential creed is that yod heh vav our God, is one, neither Jesus nor any apostle had to or ever tried to explain that, in fact, God is three in one. And neither Jesus nor the apostles ever had to defend the three-in-one personality of God before their opponents, opponents who jumped on any perceived infraction against the Torah and the prophets. For instance, the opponents of Jesus attacked him for allowing his disciples to eat with ceremonially unwashed hands. But they never attacked Jesus for teaching about a tri-personal deity. Historically and biblically, to claim that Jesus and the apostles never had to either explain the triune nature of God or defend the triune nature of God before their opponents is an absurd proposition. The total silence of the biblical record is evidence that for Jesus and the apostles, the Trinity was no mystery because it did not exist. All attempts to explain the triune mystery come from after the Bible was written, actually from hundreds of years after the Bible was written. The honest historian can trace how the mystery of the Trinity developed in post-biblical centuries. In the 2nd century AD, Gentile Christian theologians and philosophers like Justin Martyr began to interpret a few biblical passages to be declarations that Jesus was God. 
But theologians like Justin Martyr did not believe that God was a triune being of three different co-equal persons. They believed that Jesus was another God, a lesser, second God, who could be called God with a small g, who was subordinate to the one true God, the Father. Throughout the centuries after Jesus was on earth, Christians insisted they were monotheists by emphasizing the superiority of the Father. God was one because he was one person, the Father. Even the Nicene Creed of 325 AD, from 300 years after Jesus, is not Trinitarian. The speculations and the mystery about how God can be three co-equal persons in one being did not appear on the historical Christian scene until the late 4th century AD, from places like Cappadocia in modern Turkey, not from the land of Israel. And yet, even after all the attempts to explain the triune mystery using specialized non-biblical language like homoousius, the same substance, Father and the Son are the same substance, in the end, it all still remains a mystery. To emphasize, appealing to the mystery of the Trinity is an admission that the Trinity is not described in the Bible. By the way, all of this applies as well for the dual-natured Jesus. The mystery of the dual-natured Jesus and the mystery of the Trinity are non-biblical, post-biblical topics never mentioned by Jesus or the apostles or by those who oppose them. From a biblical standpoint, the mystery is solved because it did not exist when the Bible was written. The next topic, biblical mysteries. There are mysteries described in the New Testament. But New Testament mysteries relate to topics that were not known completely in past times that have now been clearly revealed, understood, and described in the pages of the New Testament. Biblical mysteries are not unrecorded ideas about the nature of God that contradict what has already been revealed to God's people. In fact, to go after a God that Israel had not known who had not been revealed to Israel on Mount Sinai, meant death. See Deuteronomy chapter 13. A good example of a biblical mystery is the participation of Gentiles in the plans and purposes of God. The Old Testament prophets knew that Gentiles would participate in the blessings of God, but were not specific about how the blessings would come to be. According to the New Testament, the mystery is, quote, that through the gospel, the Gentiles are fellow heirs, fellow members of the body, and fellow partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus, unquote. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 4 to 9. The mystery has been revealed, understood, and described by the apostle. Paul now had insight into the mystery. He understood it and explained it, that the Gentile participation in God's promises comes to be through the Messiah, the man Jesus. 
a mystery in the New Testament is always something that is specifically stated in the Bible as now revealed in the New Testament itself and which can be understood. The revelation of the biblical mystery brings further clarification. The Trinity mystery is not in this category. The Trinity is a non-biblical mystery and it causes further misunderstanding. No one in the New Testament ever declared, quote, Now you can perceive my insight into the mystery of the Trinity. Now we can understand that the phrase yud heh vav our God is one, really meant that he is three in one. No, there's nothing like this in the New Testament. And this is why when someone tries to explain the Trinity, they never open to a biblical passage that describes the mystery. We have to go to non-biblical, post-biblical speculations to find a definition like God is three persons in one being. So the mystery of the Trinity has been solved in this way. The Trinity is not a biblical mystery. The Trinity is a post-biblical, man-made mystery. It's only called a mystery by post-biblical Christians because they understand that the three-in-one God directly contradicts clear biblical declarations about who God is. In part two, I plan to go into other problems about declaring that the Trinity is a mystery and specifically show that that claim directly contradicts the biblical declaration that we can know who God is and that he is one individual, one person. But I'd like to wrap up this first segment about the mystery by reading from Dan Gill's book called The One, pages 207 to 208, because I think he sums up well exactly what I was saying in this first podcast. And there's also a little bit of a looking forward to what we'll talk about in the next podcast. Quoting from Dan Gill's book, The One. It's a mystery. God, aren't you too mysterious for human beings to understand? Isn't all of this just a great mystery that no one can comprehend? But God answers, Let him who would boast take his boast in this, that he understands and knows me that I am Yudhe God speaking through the prophet Jeremiah, chapter 9, verse 24. God himself testifies that his people should glory in that they understand and know him. The truth of how many compose the one God is not a mystery. It is knowable and is known to ancient Israel. Israel knows with absolute certainty it is one. Moses says to the people, quote, To you it was shown, so that you might know that yod heh he is God, and there is no other beside him. Deuteronomy 4, 35. The inherent difficulties in multi-person theology have driven some adherents to propose that the idea is simply a great mystery and can't be understood. No one would argue with that assessment. Surely, it would be an incredible mystery that in the Bible there is one affirming that only he is God, while at the same time 
there are one or two other persons who share his deity. This mystery, however, exists only for those proposing a multi-person God. God is indeed the most spectacular being. He is truly unfathomable. We are finite, looking to the one who alone is infinite. Anyone who claims to fully comprehend him is surely deluded. Yet the most complex being is simple to understand in this regard. There is only one of him. The fact that only one individual is God is directly, clearly, and repeatedly addressed in the Bible. On the other hand, the contradictory concept that multiple persons are the one God is never directly stated or specifically addressed. That idea is a construct. If we are to believe in a mystery, it should be one that the Bible straightforwardly identifies and describes. Otherwise, how will we know that it is a mystery from God? How will we know that it's not simply confusion or misunderstanding that has been labeled a mystery? Appeals for people to accept the idea of multi-persons as one God by faith also point to the extraordinary weakness of the theory. Why should we strain to have a faith in a concept that must be labeled a mystery because it contradicts what the Bible forthrightly says? How many the one God is, is not a mystery at all. Why not let go of the contradictory multi-person mystery and embrace the clear revelation that only one individual is God? All of our faith toward God is due to the one of whom it is said, There is no other but Him, Deuteronomy 4.35. This also was Jesus' belief, John 17.3, You, Father, are the only true God. Let our appeal be that all would have the same faith in the same God that his people of old did. That faith is, only one individual is God, and he is all of God there is. Let us tell the world that our Father is perfect, and that to imagine there are any other persons with deity can only diminish him in the eyes of his own creation. It can only dilute the honor that is due to him alone as God. Unquote. I think that sums up well. The idea of the triune God is a mystery is not a biblical idea. The mystery has been solved. It's a later human construct that directly contradicts what the Bible says about God. So I plan in the next episode to go into some more details about the problems with claiming that the triune God is beyond our understanding and that it's just a mystery. The humble will hear and rejoice.